The Wannabes Season 3, Episode 2. My name is JD. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Wasabi and JD. It's been a while because of the big one, but I am <sighs> excited to talk about it. But we're going to try something new, right? Why don't you tell our lovely listeners what, what uh, they should expect from this episode? Yeah, I mean, the, the big one is the big one. Um, <laughs> I think the amount of crap we did in that two three four week span yeah <laughs> is uh it's gonna take out a majority of the episode um wasabi was in charge of two live shows throughout the broadcast he also entered singles bracket uh and of course all the interviews and content he was in charge of so that's a lot and then on my end uh i didn't enter bracket but oh we both commentated as well so we'll talk about that um lead editor and um the clip czar all the back end stuff um just a shitload of content all week um we're gonna talk probably a little bit about summit because we can't not um we usually don't talk about the big tournaments but like come on i mean it made us feel a certain way yeah yeah you'd be we'd be lying if we're like you know what we're gonna skip the flashy stuff like no 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 We're, we're talking about summit summit 11 um and you know that that brings us to our housekeeping which i think we're going to start off with right now if Mm -hmm. you uh if you will indulge me we have some some housekeeping for the first time in our entire uh podcast run most of it's the patreon so if you are patrons shout outs to our patrons exile cypher and pilar for hooking us up with that first month boost it's been really exciting Mm -hmm. to to have the launch go fairly well uh all thanks to you guys but here's what we got on the patreon this week we're gonna have an early episode of the imperfect protagonists with wasabi of course um i have a blog that's fully written my entire reflections on the content side of the big one that'll be going up this week as well uh our pre-episode talks for this episode and episode one that'll be going up um if you are listening to this on Wednesday, the 21st, we have an interview with Yingling later today. So if you want to get your questions in, do that on our Discord now. If you're not on our Discord, check the description, get in there, and drop a few questions. But patrons, you get first dibs. Actually, no, patrons get only dibs on 1v1s. So For 1v1s, they do. Yeah, I was going to mention for 1v1s also, I will be interviewing JFlex mm-hmm. probably Thursday or Friday as well. So please send in questions for the big mans as well. And we have two more coming up after JFlex and Yingling. Those are the two we got this week. And still confirmed, but we're getting a time slot, are two Saint and Moki. They attended Summit. So if you're interested in hearing what uh, what's going on there, if you have a specific question, get on that Patreon, throw a buck, and then get some questions up. Yep, yep. And and the per- imperfect protagonist guest is Calvar. So mm. we're going to be nerding out about, you know, one of our favorite sports mangas and animes, Hajime no Ippo. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for the early episode later this week. 
Yeah, a lot of our Patreon was, um, you know, I think I think dutifully ignored is a way to put it. We did not dutifully have... <laughs> ignored is a good one. Yeah, we had no time to to do some Patreon stuff. We had to launch it, and then we had to totally focus Switch on gears. the big one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the stuff we're putting yeah. up this week. I'm really happy. This is all stuff that's just like pretty consistent for us. We we don't even feel like we stepped up with the patreon yet um and i still think we're getting some sick stuff up there right yeah no i'm super excited i actually have to release some some dms as well that i have between me and my good friend tiramisu because i hit up tiramisu uh before my top 64 bracket where before i faced off against lucky and and everything at the big one because i was feeling really nervous and he had some very insightful words so i'll talk a little bit about it in this podcast but i'll release the full dms as well in the patreon because i i know max wouldn't mind as well and truthfully like he did the same thing as he was like on the verge of breaking the slate aspire record so it, it was really really sweet i might really i probably will try to release both as well oh yeah and we have our own dms that we we just dm so much that i'm almost not tr- trying to go back and find the one that we talked about releasing but hey, if if a single person out there asks for it and it's going to be cypher if we're being honest um yep <laughs> would would put my savings on that would put my channel points on that yeah oh for sure i'd put my 13k bts one on that for sure but yeah well we have a lot of cool stuff we're we're just kind of our strategy with the patreon just last thoughts are to just record a bit more of stuff we're already doing if that's dms if that's pre-roll of um what we're going to talk about the episode and then blogs and, and writing this is all stuff that we're kind of doing already but we're making an extra effort to like clean it up make it look nice make the extra content and i think if you're a patron um you're, you're probably gonna like it that's my estimation yeah yeah i mean now now that the big one's done our our focus is is that and and our regularly week weekly content pretty much but yeah super excited you know i'm really happy with how the tears turned out as well Hopefully we get a, a melee lesson in there as well as, uh, you know, all the different tiers. So, yeah, I'm excited for sure. Me too. I'm excited just to talk because what a crazy, I'm going to say month because it wasn't just maybe a month and a half even. Yeah. Because um, it, it wasn't just the week of the big one, Rollback Rumble, the big one. It was the week before. It was the kind of month and a half before as well, though that was more just like setting the stage and and kind of getting our bearings. And it wasn't really working that hard. It's just a few meetings. But then the two weeks after almost felt like, you know, we need to talk about it too. Um, I almost don't know where to start, you know, like where would you want to start, Will? Um, I'm actually curious on like, let's let's work backwards because you had... I remember like a lot of self-reflection from the experience and that sort of thing. And honestly, we haven't even, I mean, we were so burnt and afterwards I didn't have like the energy or capacity or much to like even debrief with you after that, like super hectic Sunday, if I had to be honest. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm curious on, on your thoughts. I know you put out the twit longer, which was, which was really insightful and, and, and sweet and, and I appreciated it, but yeah, like I think like it was interesting because I think it also put like our relationship to to the test as well, both being kind of at full capacity and like handling 
much like as much as we possibly could for like two weeks straight yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of ways to kind of tackle um like the macro takeaway mm -hmm. type stuff i mean i'm actually i pulled up the blog post that i'm going to be posting uh, my original thought mm -hmm. was maybe i'll do a video but i'm just i don't really feel like it anymore um but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here that i'm really happy i wrote down immediately because um these sort of things come and go it was a whirlwind it was an insane experience it was so um what's the word for it it was so useful in learning about ourselves but also just growing and like I literally felt like I leveled up at the end of it, even though I was battered and tired. Once the rest, once I was able to catch up on sleep and kind of properly unwind and get back to homeostasis, um, I just feel like a more capable editor, TO, you know, whatever. Um, and it definitely put a lot to the test. I, I think the big, the big thing I was... I, I started with like right after was, you know, again, kind of working backwards because at the end of that week, I was just, I don't want to use the term burnt out because I don't think it really captures what was happening. I think it was more so um, at the end of my rope. You know, and it was because of just a lot of sacrifices I was making in a row that things just started slipping, that the the decisions I wanted to make for myself, for example, eating somewhat healthy and having exercise every other day, those were cut as a, it was a mistake. And as the L started piling up, um... A good metaphor I have for it was, you know, the the arc in Haikyuu where they're playing all the Tokyo teams and they're just getting their shit kicked in for like mm -hmm. their set count was what, like two and 40 or something like that. Yeah, something something like that. Just they, they barely got any real successes and they're just but they were like sticking in the game and they were doing the um, the punishments and they were like all that stuff. It felt like that was my as accurate as that may be it it kind of felt like that was my set count um over the course of a week i just like made the mistake of of giving myself too much work to do i underestimated what my day job was going to expect of me i underestimated um how difficult it would be to do creative work and logistical work and flipping between them and you know they're all small mistakes and the broadcast went off great because you know we were really in charge of um we weren't in charge of the main course we were in charge of like the dessert the gravy you know what i mean like it, it wasn't if we came up short it wasn't the biggest deal like the bracket would still happen and that was the important part um but when you're in it it doesn't feel that way and so you know it was just a, a whole swirl of emotions constantly in the thick of it constantly trying to work it out and at the end of it i was kind of a sourpuss i was um complaining a lot i had a call with matt where i was staying up till like 2 a.m i never stay up till 2 a.m and i was yeah. i was complaining about like ludwig like off topic shit just like bitching about anything that came to my mind and indulging that part of myself for whatever reason that's just you know I, i'm almost more aware of the symptoms than the cause but 
that was just what was happening. And uh, it took a few days of like getting my sh- my sleep schedule back, not drinking as much caffeine anymore. And, you know, just I think I slept 12 hours a day for three, three days straight, including naps, like just really needing my time back. Um, and now I'm, I'm able to kind of realize what it was. And it was um, a, a very difficult project, high expectations, um, unreasonable expectations. Um, and, you know, kind of an ego check. And that's the negative stuff. There's so much positive. And I'm, I'm sticking with the negative here because that was what it felt like immediately after. But um, that's my like overall first couple days out like shit I was processing that's that was the basis for that for the tweet thread of like okay here are my takeaways this is why I was like Mm -hmm. I think this is why I was in such a negative headspace near the last couple days I think these are the biggest mistakes I need to really grasp so I never make them again and um that's just kind of where I start. So let me throw it to you because we are going to go back and forth many, many times here. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll focus on this because I think that was like the most shocking part on uh, for, for my end. And I think it, it really, especially at the end, you know, the, the way it, it made me feel as as a friend and, and co-partner, which is why I really appreciated the post the next day, was like, it was just a little grating for sure. And, and I and I think it's funny that you said that you like indulged it with Matt, uh, who funny enough, I eventually kicked out of the general voice channel because he was there for like three days straight. Like, I think Matt didn't realize he was stuck in the voice channel. <laughs> yeah, still. yeah, yeah. But it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I remember distinctly as Sunday rolled and I was like doing, uh, oh yeah, it was before we had to do all the editing for Meet the TOs and stuff like that you you were getting into that cycle again again the the symptoms and i like and ali will explain why afterwards i called you out on this <laughs> and, and but i remember i was like I, I think i told you like yo like this negativity like all this thing like i'm not vibing with it right now like you know keep it it's okay that you're feeling it but like keep it keep it to yourself right for right now like and i remember you saying like oh but like you're like what, like, I can't talk about it with, like, I can't just, like, voice my opinions with friends, with a friend, and I'm, like, and, like, in a very healthy boundary sort of way, I was, like, no, not right now, JD. Yeah. And, and you're, like, move. okay, okay, fine, fine, and, and I was, like, okay, cool, but the reason why, I think, and, and I, this is why I'm happy that we actually took a week off to kind of talk about it, and, like, I kept on pushing it back because I wasn't ready even to, like, I was still un- unpacking, like, that sort of thing, like, I can't wait to get all to all the positive stuff because there's a lot to get into there for sure. But this one, you know, specifically was like the big like hanger up until probably like last weekend or yesterday where we like actually played and started talking because like we took a little break from like us even talking last week to just kind of recover, which was kind of the a first for for us personally, unless it was like a holiday or something like that. And so um it's interesting because for me, like, I remember, like, it, it was just so interesting to watch as an observer, but also, like, to be part of it because some of the stuff we did was, like, as one unit, right? And so, like, uh, you know, and, and I know I, I talked about that with, like, the after show stuff. Um, and I know you had, like, some comments there. And 
I think for me, like at the time, like on that Sunday and Monday, like the thing that I realized was that I am so, so happy for everything. Like one, like again, shout outs to the entire big one TO team for giving us the opportunity, like Jade, Nathan, Shiggles, Brandon, of course, Violence, Walk, you know, amazing, amazing job. Literally top, top three events of my life so far for melee but and it was a virtual one it was an online one which is crazy and but i I realize i'm really proud of everything i did like i think i did the most that i could do and i'm actually happy with like how everything turned out and this was like on top of like you know on the background like me cutting ties with my dad you know switching numbers and like going through that getting disowned for a hot minute by my mom who I'm still trying to have a relationship with struggling with that and so like a lot of like the and and to be able to like work on the big one and complete all of that while all of that is going on and my full-time job and being really happy with the end product of both the content and the interviews and the live shows and obviously the bracket as well that was the icing on the cake and and I have more thoughts on that when we get to that specific topic I it's gonna be I think that week those two weeks are going to be like, and I was talking this with my therapist, are like those, that moment, those two weeks are is like something that I will turn to for a strength when I'm really down sometimes. Like that is an event that despite everything, like I can go to for strength when I need to. Like I will never forget that event for the stuff that I was doing. And for the first time, and I, I had a lot of struggle with this because of my family is like, this notion of like did you do your best you know like after every report card or something i'd be asked like did you do your best and like as a kid you're like yeah in hindsight you can do your best you can study more but um you know beer man once said as i was unpacking it this with him as well it's like doing your best and trying your best are, are two different things you know completely and and i for the for like this is a, like the big one was one of the few moments where i felt like i Try my best, which you have control over all the time. You can always try your best. But I actually also did the best I could, you know? And I was, there was no doubt in my mind. And I think your, how you were reacting to it was very, like, it, it, it was grating because of, it, it was kind of filling in the voice of my par- like my family and my parents and bringing up that trauma when there was literally nothing outside of, like, your your own reactions and your own trauma which is totally understandable as well right uh but it was definitely bringing up those feelings because for the first time i was like god damn it jd i would just want to be happy about this and like and and i understand your end of it and and i i, I accept your feelings as, as well so i'm happy that we just like put a boundary took some time to kind of like rest and recuperate because but that was like the most interesting thing for me because like on my end like I, this is a, like, lifetime thing that I will, like, turn back to for strength, for, like, those moments of, like, man, when, when all the chips are down, I was still able to do this, you know, and I think it's so, it's such a precious memory already, and it's crazy to think it's only, was, like, a week and a half ago. That is so, well, that's, that's fucking amazing. Like hearing hearing you go through that, like I'm I'm so happy that was your experience, and yeah, I just had a complete opposite, like a 180 complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And I think that one call we had 
where I was getting tight about like the brought like the size of the video for two seconds. And I was just like being very reactive. Mm -hmm. Um, and I spoke to my therapist about this as well. It was just like, neither of us were, you know, the term don't go to bed angry. Yeah. I think, I think that's bullshit because sometimes like sleeping it off, you realize that the anger is just because you're tired. (laughs) It's like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, I think in a complete wrong sentiment of like, we could have sat there and hashed out every single thing, but it would have been unproductive and it just probably wouldn't have worked either. So I think, yeah, setting that boundary and be like, yo, not the time and all this stuff. That was all we could do. And it was fine. It didn't, you know, and we're here now and and we got a lot out of it. Um, It was hard for me to realize that you were in such a good mindset and, and so proud of your week. Because we hardly had time to like really check in. It just wasn't oh, yeah. available to us. Like work week. It was and all logistics. Shit. Yeah. Complete. Just like, all right, here's the handoff. All here's business. the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the big disappointment on my end was not being able to properly execute the meet the TO stuff that I wanted to do, which, you know, there were some things where it was a little bit out of my control where the editor I was going to work with had a family emergency come up and he was taken out of commission. And so like, there's all these things that came up, but truthfully from the beginning, it was just me not understanding the process and not understanding what needs to be done. And, and the it's less logistics that I learned and more like the technique of, of editing. And so I'm, you know, you look back, you're going to, you're saying you're going to look back at this as a source of strength. I'm going to look back at this as a source of humility and be like, look, when I'm getting ready for another event, I need to remember all the shit here and understand that you don't give your, I'm rewatching my hero, you know, when, when he's talking about all for one and, and having that, you know, that glass, having that glass mm-hmm. full, you'd have no room for mobility. Like, yeah, you're technically holding all of it. Your capacity is technically big enough, but to do what? To to no wiggle room at all. And that's what I did. I, I estimated, you know, maybe correctly of, of my full, like 100% best case scenario capacity. Um, but I was way off with the, the flexibility in the room. And so those little decisions, I just kept, you know, it was maybe, maybe I didn't take 42 losses. Maybe that's a bad metaphor. It was more like I made, I had three losses that I kept seeing. Like mm-hmm. I picked the wrong tires on my car and I had to drive to work every day. And these tires were mm-hmm. fucking every single day giving me issues. Like that one decision or or few decisions that I had made just kept compounding and I kept having to face them and they never got resolved. And that's kind of what wore me down mentally at the end of the week. Um, it is very interesting that, you know, hearing your side of it and and hearing your, the positivity, I realized that like I had been projecting my experience onto everyone else I was speaking to. And like, that is kind of natural, right? Like, I think we all do that. Um, I guess that was the dissonance that we had was like, maybe you did the same to me that like, yo, JD, you did a lot of good shit. Like this, this was a good week for us. Like let's enjoy. I tried, yeah. It's just it. Yeah, it wasn't gonna happen, of course. But like of that's course, yeah, yeah. 
that is kind of like the the high pressure low pressure and then it became a little tornado and it's like all right fuck let, let's just let's just bunker down and get the hell out of here uh for us mm-hmm. for a couple weeks so i think i think we handled a lot of things well so let, let's pivot here because um you know you you did speak about um how the the your experience i think overall as the wannabes we did a, a pretty great job I, i'm i'm happy with the output especially because this was our first real attempt at this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts first, because my thoughts are pretty tainted. I think from the editing side, I'm, I'm a little too close to the meet the players stuff to feel proud, proud of it. Now I've seen all of them 30 times at this point. Like mm. I don't actually know the impact the, how good they were, all that stuff. But what, what are your thoughts about, the amount of things we were able to do just on the the pre-recorded stuff and then we'll talk about the live shows yeah 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 that sounds good um and i think the big thing for for me about the like content that we did is like i think one the editors did like an amazing job yourself included and i said i stand by that i think like it the coolest thing for me is that it was something and i guess this is how i always view content is that it, it was something that no other person has done for any event you know till the end of time till the till the genesis of melee you know and i think that was the really cool part is that we were able to like really execute it and like again like edwin like you know saw the trailer and was like holy shit like this was amazing right edwin for melee stats flex was sad that he wasn't part of it because we didn't have capacity to like get flex in and i'm like i'm sorry about that man it's like let's do a 1v1 but also, like, do that. Like, Eddie Mexico had a lot of fun with it, wants to do a 1v1 for his Summit 12 campaign. You know, I think it was hilarious that we got LSD and Aklo in and, and our 100% success record. But more than anything, like, I think that it was, like, it, it added a human aspect to 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 the production of of the big one as a whole. And I think, really, that is, like, the essence of, like, what our podcast is and we asked really good questions where we like had to make players think like i think back to like my interview with polish polish took like 45 minutes to figure out his answers and normally we have them do it off rip but polish asked nicely so i said yes of course take the time to do it um but that that's really it right like and 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 i think that that's the biggest thing in the players the amount of players that we got like lucky responded like i did not believe that lucky would respond (laughs) Like, that was a last-minute thing, you know? And it's just really crazy that we were able to do that. But in the end of the day, people really enjoyed that. People really enjoyed Meet the TOs. And I I know I was watching that final video. Like, even, like, SFAT chimed in on, like, in Twitch chat being, like, this is the content that I want to see. And we did content that was, like, both what the Wannabes podcast is about, but also something that we haven't seen before. And I think that's really what was interesting because like you know if all else fails like yes it isn't perfect yes there are ways to improve on it but like for a first go around on something that no one else has done i think we did a great job and like you know couldn't couldn't have done it without the editing team as well but ultimately i think my benchmark is that like literally like people enjoyed it and it has was something that they've never seen before and i think that's like kind of the the two benchmarks that i go by yeah yeah, I, I 
I totally agree. One on the editing team, I, I could talk about them all day. I won't, but I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it also fits on Twitter, which was great too. That's a plus. It also the fits on Twitter. The videos, the videos were were short enough to fit on Twitter. Yeah, that was the uh, that was by design because I, I I had a feeling Twitter would be like almost a higher impact spot for it. Um, mm-hmm. But the the overall takeaways, as you're saying, yeah, it. It, it is really weird for me tr- to try to reflect on this. Um, I do think that I maybe focused on what could be improved too early, too soon. And I didn't mm-hmm. give myself the kind of wind wind at my back momentum of... I did once or twice. Like that first time we were in Discord, we were having a few drinks, we were watching the f- first few videos. That was great. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and... Yeah, I, I just think that I, I bungled the Meet the T.O.'s stuff, and you, you came in so clutch with that final video um, to really give it the the space it deserved. But, you know, the, the amount that I had expected from myself was so high because I know it has such legs. Like, the, the idea was so sound, and everyone who heard about the idea and saw the trailer and saw what we did execute uh, really enjoyed it because they're great. And I think what I need to do is instead of dwelling on what those mistakes are, like just be really happy that I made those mistakes all at once. And that Mm -hmm. the second go around, I have everything written down. Like I know what those mistakes were. Um, I have the systems in place to recreate what did work. And like, this is something I think that, um, you know, if the opportunity comes again, whenever that is an online tournament, offline whatever we have the capacity and the this tools for, um, we could absolutely run this again. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um it's and and yeah, I think I think it is what we do. It's like what we've been doing for a few years now with with how we interview people and the type of stuff we are interested in talking about. Um and, you know, finding our own voice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do like that we were able to the, the great thing about editing is that I was able to express our voice without literally our voice. Like we were barely in the videos by design, right? That was always yeah. the point. But we were able to capture what we care about through the players and TOs that we had interviewed. And that is um, that is a huge success. Like that's a big, big yeah. dub in my eyes. Um being able to to make our mark and be like, look, this is this is who we are and this is what we care about. And like, I, I hope you enjoy whatever the execution is. Um, and then next time we get to get excited about like, all right, we'll have a bit. We'll give ourselves a bit more time. We'll have an editing team off the rip. They had a really yep. they got a lot out of it. I actually, um, I just remembered that I interviewed them for half an hour. I have that recorded. Mm-hmm. of a debrief with all the editors um and you know they they were happy for the opportunity and so yeah the the amount of of work that was able to be put in through these ideas that we had early on and seeing it from the initial idea to the first execution to recovering to, from mistakes and adapting to the whatever we need to adapt to like we did for, for a lot of those days, I did try my best. And I think maybe 
if you were say you, you you were able to do your best i can't fully relate to that but there were a few times where i was extremely happy with what i was able to do the the one thing and i think i, I think we should we should um have a break soon mm-hmm. Be, um because there's just so much so many directions we can go from this so we'll, we'll figure it out yeah um, yeah but the one thing i'll i'll end on for the pre-recorded content stuff was near the end of the week we wanted to do a crew battle video that would just kind of take the it was like road to finals for the crew battle and i was going to be at a wedding for it so we and you talked we were like this is a cinderella video <laughs> like this will be kind of a miracle if we could pull this off um you were preparing for the show were you did you enter bracket that day you were yeah. no you yeah. yeah you top 64 that day so you were I like top 64 yeah you're like bro i'm not fucking editing i'm like true <laughs> like that was just you can't it was all. not yeah yeah uh, uh and i was like all right i let me let me talk to some editors i think we could pull this off and i had like 40 minutes of calls with three different editors just fully delegating and giving exact specifications of what this video needed to be and mm-hmm. um we pulled it off the the editors pulled it off and so even though i didn't do much work like myself i didn't do the actual editing it was a really validating moment of what i'm good at which i think i think like creative <laughs> director and cre- a creative leadership is something i c- mm-hmm. i could definitely use a lot of experience and, and and improvement at but it was nice to get a moment of like fuck that we pulled it off like i the the ideas i had came together and i gave good direction and the vision i had for it came together and it was all like like that it's just a blink mm-hmm. and it was it, the day was up so i don't know that that would probably be my biggest point of pride from the week nice nice and yeah kind of to end it off before the break because i think the live show falls under content and then we can get into bracket after the break and, and all of that i'm really happy with how the live show went i i i'm i'm so proud of nathan and rags and walt and justin aka dark gen x and of course the man who Called the entire result. Snoo snoo. He called to St. Wizzy making it in. I think it was really great. Um, I thought the first one, the rollback rundown went perfectly without a hitch. And then the rollback uh, Royale was amazing. And again, shout outs to Edwin for the amazing lightning round questions. Like those were great. And like I'm talking with him more about that because, you know, I, Edwin makes the best question, melee related questions in my head. Melee stats as a whole but got to shill on Edwin uh, as a good friend of mine. Um, But lots of learnings. Like we had to cut half the show because we were just vibing so hard and the questions were so good. We got Brandon to like come in and, and put Nathan and I uh, in our places, you know, when we were debating between old NorCal and new NorCal. Uh, But, you know, I think lots of learnings. Like we, I possibly over-prepared for the first time. Which was really funny because we just had so much to go off of. And honestly, the crew kind of took it. But it was like a really easy pivot where it was like we took a quick break because of the the stuff that you, you and your team made for it. And then quickly was like, okay, we're cutting half of like everything and we're just getting straight into 
singles because it's already been an hour and a half. So honestly, lots of learnings. I was super nervous about being host, but I would 100% do it again because it was hella fun. Yeah, we need to we need to bring honestly, if we just copy and pasted the exact things we had planned for this big one and just placed it in another event, maybe not a week long yeah. event, but um, maybe like one live show and half the amount of content for a weekend. Yeah, um, I think I think all of the ideas we had were met so well. And the live show is the toughest one because you you can't you have to yeah. you have to edit in real time there's no time to like Mm -hmm. pick and choose exactly what you want and so i think um definitely completely nailed the energy like getting the crew together getting the the source material to bring all the voices and have everyone kind of like show why they were chosen to be on the panel Mm -hmm. um it turned out so well and you know, it was another thing for me because I thought I I knew ways to like try to shift it. I worded it really badly at the time. I was like, "Hey, do you have time for notes?" I meant to say I should have I should have been like, "Hey, I I love this. How can I help?" <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, I think the production team they got screwed last second. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not I screwed, mean, but something came up last second that like really made it more difficult than they had planned. For well, the- they weren't. The the context behind that I can I can kind of go in quickly sure. is that uh, they weren't planning on doing the after show and what I mean by that is it wasn't supposed to be Brandon Jade as a production team but Bracket ran so quickly that they didn't want to have so much dead time but it was really supposed to be Melee every day Flashburn and Juno who was handling the after show but because singles went by so quickly instead of having like an hour and a half gap they they tried to run it live but that meant that like we had to shift gears and also like get everyone up to speed with like after shows and different throws and like okay this is when we're throwing to the new overlay and and all of that so so that's that was really it is what they were like outright not expecting to do it yeah that's i mean with all that context it was insane like how smooth it ended up being oh yeah it was amazing um yeah and and so these sort of things were like I, I'll, I'll whatever my reflections hardly matter i wish i could have been a part of it is all i'm trying to say i wish we could have hosted mm-hmm. it together i think next time we will yeah. for sure just like so one of us at any time could be like speak like one of us could be the speaker and the other one could be talking to the production team and like setting things yeah. up at any time like that that would be the move um for sure mm-hmm. but yeah it went yeah. went really well and we're a hundred percent going to do live shows again. like i live shows meet the tos meet the players like i want to bring that back for sure yeah and to kind of end it before we we go to our break is i gotta say i love the question part about like how we ask the same question for every player for meet the players like i want to start doing that in like a smaller format for our 1v1s as as this thing short format stuff because right the big thing of season three is what we're trying to do is create more short formatted content and i think that's a that's a easy that's a free throw right there yeah we're, we're gotta we gotta craft some for like some commentary ones some player ones some uh, what's yeah, it yeah. like to be a spectator all the, all that stuff i uh i love that I, I definitely think we're gonna do that yeah that sounds good yeah we gotta figure that out before our interviews but let's go to a quick break and then and then come back and talk about bracket for a little bit sounds good 
All right, welcome back everyone from our break and let's wrap up the big one and then kind of talk about the rest of the week of our break. But uh, we got to talk about bracket, JD, because your boy made a run. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, at a wedding and went along. I think I the whole run, I didn't see any of your run. And uh, I just checked the bracket afterwards and I was like, just popping off you know that bracket read the <laughs> you get to look at someone's your buddy's bracket you're like oh fuck three two lucky damn wait i gotta watch that shit uh you know definitely a heartbreaker there i want to hear your thoughts specifically on that but want you want to take us through the whole run right here yeah 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 first thing is um that i'm definitely really happy about is um i got chatted up by melee stats as like the top five upsets for pools and top 64 which which you love to see you know they're they're hard to impress, I think, even though they're homies. And then um, I think pools, I got a little bit lucky. I was supposed to, and I'm sad I didn't get to play Nut, but Nut DQ'd, you know, the Sheik from, from SoCal. And then and I had to play Poppy to, to make it out. Um, and that was game, five, game three, but luckily I was able to clutch it against Poppy, who, you know, has been kind of rising up in the net play era, so... I was happy about that, and I realized if I didn't win, I would have had to play um, Nathan, which is really, really funny, and losers to make it out. So it would have been a team team kill for sure. But uh, luckily, I got out in winners, which was the kind of the first time. And then I honestly into the next day. Well, actually, before I talk about top sixty four, I think I figured out my like routine to like prep for tournaments because like before poppy and before top 64 i went for like a semi-long run like a mile or two and just to kind of get all of that out and i and i figured out that that kind of really works for me so i think i like really nailed down like my like pre-tournament routine and stuff like that which is good and then i was feeling a little bit nervous for top 64 so i actually hit up uh, my good friend Tiramisu, because he hit me up like when he was like close to breaking the his uh, world record for Slate Aspire. So I did the same thing, and and he actually gave some like really really good advice, and and it was just a nice guy, like super sweet. But uh, I'm definitely gonna post those DMs. But pretty much like the summary of of what he said, which definitely gave like a big boost in the moment, was. Um, let me just pull it up actually, because it, it was really, really good. He pretty much said, um, my honest perspective is that about these moments is like that it's anything. Ah, <laughs> it's early in the morning, man. Okay. What he said was my honest perspective about moments like this is that anything that happens is a good thing. Whether you're at the edge of a breakthrough to the next level, you don't know exactly which experiences you'll have to have for you to get there and today will be a moment for you to find out one of them if you freeze up that needed to happen for you to not freeze up in the future same way you and i have choked a million upsets until we were finally able to get them just like the rest of competitive lives give the bracket everything you've got today and then be prepared to pick up the pieces afterwards and take some take the next steps forward something you're you are extremely talented at so that definitely gave me like a super big boost going into top 64 so like whether i choked it against lucky or not i like was able to kind of go in pretty pretty fresh and pretty like even kiltered um and then i won game one i barely lost game two 
he like he kind of like took it from me uh with an edge guard and then uh i took game three and i was up to one and then lucky started to kind of figure me out and then i think he deservedly won game four and five like i got rock game four and then i kind of bet it all on fd game five and he kind of ran away with it so i don't think it was like it was game five for sure but i think i really like had control for the first three games and and not and then he definitely like was running the show game four and five i definitely wish i could have beaten him but i think that like it was so he beat me so deservedly it wasn't like last stock or anything that like it's hard to be like super mad at that um but i definitely want to beat him next time and i'm working on the fox that i'm actually going to do a ibdw lesson i'm going to do a lesson with cody today actually because um he was watching that set cody was just like drinking on his stream and toggling through all of the sets and uh he had some thoughts so i reached out to him he gave some tips and stuff like that and then i decided that it might be worth it to do a lesson just to get his perspective because i don't think i'm really that super strong in the fox ditto outside of like my punish game and so i really wanted to work on that and since he watched it and had some thoughts already i was like you know what like it's it's definitely worth a try for sure oh my god dude i uh i need to watch that <laughs> i need to uh, ask if i could tune in or at least watch a vod holy shit yeah i think lucky is the type of player that would come back like that just sounds mm-hmm. very intuitive of uh of what like his strengths are you know yeah um, cool i mean fuck what else? What else he got? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think Lucky played, like, super well, if I had to be honest, like, throughout. But he just kind of figured out a few things, which I'll get to in a bit. Or actually, I could get into now. I played Zamu over the weekend, and he kind of, like, pointed... Well, one, he whooped me. Like, Zamu's a killer in the Fox hit. Like, that's outright. He's, like... I think I was talking with him yesterday, and he was, like, yeah, I'm, like, top 15 in most matchups, but, like, top 15 in Fox Dittos. And I'm, like, that's fair. So I've been working on some of the stuff we talked about, which is like being a little bit more patient and like playing a little bit more closer to the unreactable zone, but not necessarily committing to anything. He put out a huge thread. I retweeted it and it was like mostly what he told me as well. Um, But that was super helpful. And I think that's what Lucky kind of figured out game four and five. But then I had to play Iceman in losers. And so I beat Iceman game five last stock, which I was really happy about. So I'm tight because I almost reverse force stocked him on FD. So I, you know me, I love the Marth matchup. That's my bread and butter. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, and then I had to play the real thing. And that was my first set on stream, actually. The, the Lucky set was just because Lucky was streaming himself. And... Uh, I just didn't play really that great against TRT. I think, like, the first two Game 5s kind of had me... I don't want to say gassed, but it definitely kind of, like... I wasn't putting, like, my best foot forward out, so TRT kind of, like, being also a really good player kind of just made quick work of me with, like, a quick quick 3-0, 3-stock, 2-stock, 1-stock. So, and that's kind of where my run ended at 25th at the big one. But I think it was, like, a pretty good tournament, especially because, like my like with how much we were all doing and like how much was going on behind the scenes 
I'm really happy with like how I played and I was like planning on not like performing too well but the fact the fact that I did kind of reminded me of like okay yeah like we did a lot of cool shit for the wannabes but I still care about my player results more than that to be honest like I'm like oh yeah like the wannabe content and like meet the players meet the TOs like after shows like that's all cool but my performance was like the best part for sure yeah and I think like I went in that week just because like of knowing how crazy it was dealing with like family stuff as well like there was actually like a well-timed quote uh for this england england player because it was during the euros and the quote kind of like set the tone for like how i prep for the tournament so i'll keep that in mind like moving forward but it was like when you're lacking a bit of confidence the best way to deal with it is to train get your mind free and just feel good about yourself the rest will come Hmm. and i was like okay like, I don't have time to, like, prep for bracket and, like, all that as much. So, like, let's just focus on, like, feeling good. And, you know, I think that's something definitely worth learning uh, for the future because cause it worked. I like that quote, reading it um, at that time as well. I think I think the general pick-me-up I kind of took something from, too. I was like, yeah, let's just, let's just focus on what's in my control right now. Um, and I like what Max said because that zoom out like perspective take on what's going on is just really useful. I think that is the, the, um, the best, like in the moment advice you could have given really mm-hmm. is, is like, you know, at least my, the way I process that is this isn't, um, the most important thing in the world. It is something you could be really happy with, but it's about like, this is one step among it and mm-hmm. it will be what, it will be and getting the routine down is great like obviously just because you ran doesn't mean you're guaranteed a good performance but doing well like if you had gotten that close and you hadn't had a good um strategy going in like if you hadn't ran you would have been like fuck if only i had done what i know works maybe that would have been enough to push me over the edge so it feels good in in my experience to prepare properly and and the losses feel a little less sour, you know what I mean? If you didn't screw yourself the day of. You also did a good job, in my opinion, like really separating, like you said, the content and the gameplay. You did you knew, like, I can't focus on recording anymore. Like this bracket's coming up. I need to prepare. Like you respected the game too much. Not too much. Enough. Some people don't respect it enough. And sometimes I don't respect it enough either. It's a it's a tricky tricky little battle but i think uh shit it was a good one to do it how do you feel about online tournaments going forward though i mean obviously they're gonna have a place do you think you're gonna be entering them i think yeah i want to keep entering them i think it it will make it easy to get like consistent like tournament practice like online uh, during the weekdays and stuff like that um like there was a norcal local during like the summit final day which i didn't go to like an hour away i know like umar and like Nathan went down there and Kevbot was there and stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely want to do more tournament stuff online. I think it it has its place. It's like 100% worth it also. I think the question is like, what competition will still be entering those online ones is like probably the biggest thing. So I hope it just stays competitive. And then we'll kind of see for what like NorCal locals hold down the line. I think that's like the one thing I'm like, more nervous about just because it's like a new it's going to be new like it's like people i don't really know it's new friends and and all of that 
and you know i'm i'm all chill on discord and and at fest and stuff like that but but when it's for bracket you know they'll i'll i'll be like they'll try to talk to me and i'll be like hey i'm I'm prepping for bracket right now so i'll talk to you later you know so i think it, it I, I think it's gonna be like a a tough balance but it, it will need to be done for sure yep yep i i i want to hear how that goes there's gonna be yeah there's gonna be a a lot riding on it from my from my first tournament back i'm gonna have big expectations for myself so and i usually don't carry as much as you on those tournament days you're definitely more mm-hmm. in the zone for those um brackets but who knows it's been so long i got yeah. a taste of good melee this weekend too um and so i'm feeling i'm feeling the the urge to kind of make a few tweaks to you know the preparation the the everything leading up to it but also just entering often and if you're not entering an IRA like if the closest one is an hour away I wouldn't do that every week you know what I mean um so online tournaments probably honestly they'll probably be more appealing to me also um if I know there's going to be a, a IRL tournament to play coming up like as a prep um mm-hmm. as a deliberate like all right let's let's feel what good melee feels like and and lose to good players and just keep that in my blood a little bit longer so i don't know i, f- I definitely feel like season season this is episode two that's so wild to me yeah it's been <clears throat> hella busy since yeah it has i feel like it's already kind of a ton of things to look forward to i i want to did you finish out your bracket right yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was then my bracket. I think like, yeah, it's gonna be interesting going back. I think I might need to get also like one of those like audio splitter headsets so that I can like just play with the noise True. versus like the sound in the crowd. Because I think I definitely got used to that, just like wearing headphones while while playing and stuff like that. So I want to like keep keep that up. And it's gonna be interesting too with like the NorCal thing to kind of like finish it out is is because it's like all new players like mm-hmm. it's not like going back and being like oh okay like i'm playing kata oh okay i'm playing jojo or Smokey or sure. you or or you know smuckers i think that's gonna be like different it's like i actually don't know any of the players probably gonna be really a good thing i get you know it'll be fun it'll be fun but west coast is just so crazy sometimes like yeah. it's it's like they just run at you and and they're so fast and it's just like you gotta like me up to that so it i think the play style pushes me out of my comfort zone more than more than east coast understandably but it's a it's for a good thing oh yeah but i'm definitely just like not excited to like <laughs> have a falcon knee across stage in like a disadvantageous position just because you know Ooh, you're wait i hear i i hear a little bit of shit talk coming out right now uh no there's this there's this falcon from, from, from mexico options. well no, no no it's really really good falcon from mexico uh either panther a or panthera okay and super aggressive super fast but i i haven't played him in like maybe like two two and a half months or so but i haven't beaten him either in like the tmt pools bracket or like ladder Mm -hmm. and he just kind of like nares at you and like calls your dash back all the time and it's just like really funny because he kind of just does like the full distance aerials and, and catches <laughs> and just overshoots every time but but he's really good and has like a really good punish game too right so he's just so fast that it, it works because of his execution 
it fast, but also like he just like overshoots all the time. Like no one in Tri State does that. No. No one no one in New York overshoots like one even once, arguably. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we uh <laughs> I'm look I'm thinking of Jersey of all the players I'm gonna be playing in Jersey most likely. Mm-hmm. Um and I think there's one. All the good players are floaties. There's a, there's a, yeah. a good spacey in there too. But yeah, I think I'm definitely a product of the East Coast. I mean, I'm definitely not like the the typical um, trope, I guess, where we we're not <laughs> East Coast is not the Mewtwo King style. We don't all understand the game like that. But we don't play like that aggro for sure. We no, like our. Not a- we like our punish games. We like our gimps too. Maybe that's a New York thing. We I like think our... New York, especially, I've realized in in my time, New York especially just kind of sits back more than than a lot of other regions. I'd say we got the Kaon and we got the Beer Man. Those are two. Yeah. Those are two famous <laughs> spacey games. But all right, now now I'm just getting in that zone where I want to go to a tournament. Like I want to carpool and talk like this on the way to bracket. I, that's mm-hmm. that's the mood I'm in for melee. I, I, let me let me cover this real quick. Let, let me knock this out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I mentioned that I want to start a local. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, the first phone call has officially happened. Oh, exciting! We've broken ground on the rhetorical um, local starting journey, right? So, mm-hmm. uh. This isn't breaking any news or anything. So you know Jeremy, obviously Red Squirrel. Yep. Yeah. Um, so him and I are going to be looking for venues soon in the area. We had one idea. He had one idea before that he didn't follow up on because this place is probably not making enough money, um, and we don't want it to be like we we go there and then a month later it shuts down. But. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to find a venue for a local in Rockland and, uh, you know, start getting some heads over there and start playing in tournaments. I think we get six setups between the two of us, and then we just kind of crowdsource and run a little bracket, do it on a weekday. You know, that's it. Just some simple, simple local stuff. Nice. But, yeah, just tracking down the venue is obviously the big, the big ticket item. <laughs> um, once that's locked down, it's pretty much easy peasy instead of uh before getting players but you just host one hope that eight people show up you can do a round robin at the minimum and then mm-hmm. uh you just make week two sick and yeah is is two still in rockland i think so yeah okay well you got that at least yeah we got some good um top end players that we'll just make sure to lock down two saint i think swooper might come through um nice. i think uh Probably you'll you'll get like Wally or Nico if it's not on a Wednesday. Right, right. JoJo, I'm sure. I would uh, definitely offer rides from public transit and help people understand because we do have a, a train very close. Yes. So I think it's a it's a good spot. Um, but we'll see. We have Jeremy yeah. the the sixth streamer there, so we're gonna we're gonna have a good stream, which I think is a, a huge huge part of it. Oh yeah, Jeremy is like up there as like an S tier tournament streamer yeah and we'll just start start real slow and do it mostly for the sake of doing it expect very little out of it we don't have a name yet for it yet Mm -hmm. no name yet um but 
yeah, I'll be checking in. That was just a quick little thing to uh, to market. This is where we're at. I'm excited. I, I think if I could get a, a local started near my house and just have something once a week to play towards, even if it's, a, you know, the 70% of $45 is uh, is why we always Dude, play moment, the game anyway. That moment was so good. Holy I, shit. I, I, I've, I watched that clip so many times. Well, that brings us to Summit, does it not? Yeah, no, it does. Oh my god, dude! Summit was so crazy. I know. I had my first vest also for Summit. I had like a yeah, two me day too. vest because Pilar was Pilar was away, so it was hella fun for sure. So okay, hold on. You hosted a fest. Yep. Yeah, hosted a fest. Who? Give me some some players you were playing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I posted in the wannabes. Nathan was there, so oh, Nathan nice. drove drove How close uh, are you guys? down. Uh, they're like 45 minutes an hour away. Okay. Um, but they had to prep for a tournament the next day, so they were they were down and they're fiends. Yep. So Nathan uh is like very close to Umarth, so Umarth was there as well, which was fun. Nice. Um, then Patrick, who is this fox player from Patrick from this fox player from. Berkeley actually so he's in the same town as me and then I set my address and apparently he's like only like four minutes away which is like really really funny yeah he's like four blocks away nice and then um and then two old friends that I met like back in 2015 when I spent like a summer internship in NorCal so my friend uh Tyler whose tag is like uh mental gent and then dr jones who doesn't really play melee anymore but he was one of our 1v1 guests early on and and now oh, nice. he plays uh rocket league yeah so he's like super super competitive with rocket league like as like as much time as like i'm putting into melee which is which is really cool and it, it's it was fun like we're actually gonna work out on saturday so we're gonna He's not going to ask me to play Rocket League, and I'm not going to ask him to play Melee, and that's uh, how we're going to keep ourselves on track. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Fuck. Yeah. It was a two-day fest. It was super sick. Uh, Sunday, part of the time, we just went to, um, yeah, like, we, it was, like, Saturday was, like, your quintessential fest, like, just Melee, got halal food, stayed up to, like, four, and then, and then Saturday watched finals for a little bit and then we went to a brewery and like i made a hot spot and just watched melee like at a brewery like four blocks away nice and, and drank beer for a few hours outside so and then went back and saw the mango win the yeah. mango run jesus christ dude was that with everyone yeah yeah tyler and patrick were at my house um we were yelling it, <laughs> it just felt like a fest honestly yeah we grabbed some beers afterwards to celebrate Oh my god! So, you have to, right? Yeah, you have to. It'd be disrespectful <laughs> if you didn't, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was yelling. Like, I mean, like we weren't really paying attention up until like the two FD games. Oh my god, the two FD games! Holy shit! Yeah, it was absolutely nutty. I mean, I I have so many thoughts about the mango mango stuff. I I'm doing like a lot of analysis on it because I think, yeah, he just does so many good things. But I like want to say like I know it's recency bias. I don't think it's recency bias, even if it's recent. But like that has to be like the best set of melee ever, right? Like it's it's the highest gameplay that we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. It's like 
a reverse 3-0 in a like losing winners quarters losers run uh, yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> in in a matchup that's like highly debated on twitter against like saying like like okay maybe royal flush was cool because of like the mother's day mango and mm. and how sick that was but that went, went to game nine that wasn't even game 10 and like you know i i don't know game i think 10, dude yeah game yeah. 10 two fd reverse 3-0 um, and the first game, Mango was up and lost it. Yeah. Like, he dropped the game one of the two sets and then went down 2-0. And you're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, this is over. Yeah. And then he wins game three. And you're like, he's got to win two on FD. Then he wins one on FD. And then it's like, oh, fuck. It is on. And from then on, the next six games are just nutty, amazing. Yo, legendary commentator's couch. Holy shit. Like... Who oh, was, was it? Scar, Toph, uh, uh, Lovage. Lovage, Brandon. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, yeah. just everything about it was so perfect. Um, Best casting for sure, too. They were all on their game as casters. They were they were just so mm-hmm. in the moment, like enjoying it themselves. You heard the house audio behind them too. Just as like a full spectator experience, it might be the first set. I show people now. I honestly just being like, "Hey, this is the first tournament back." Has a bit of weight to it. This is mm-hmm. no, it has definitely weight to it for sure. Definitely consider could easily be considered one of the best sets of all time. Like Mango's first summit win. Also, summit first like I know summit. Royal Flush was great, but like biggest prize pool of all time. Biggest prize pool, but like also like summit is just. I mean, let's be honest, more prestigious than Royal Flush was. Like, yeah. not even everyone could make it to Royal. Dude, Flush, it's summit. Like, yeah. It's it's summit. It's our the invitational at this point. Um, it is well. It's literally an invitational, but you get the point. It's uh, I mean, I was I, I'm still catching up on a lot of other stuff from Summit, right? Besides Mango's losers run, well, con- including the losers run. I haven't seen all the sets. I didn't watch it live. I uh, I was with family and and kind of out to dinner and and that whole weekend was mostly that. Um, but you went spoiler free though, right? I went spoiler free. I woke up. I didn't go on Twitter for a full day, and I just looked up Mango Zane Grand Finals, and I I didn't even spoil the amount of time. I didn't even see those forty eight minutes. My brain thought it was fifteen minutes. I thought I saw fifteen. Really? Okay. And so it made sense, and I was really just like, all right, let's let's just see how this ends. But I don't want to spoil it for myself. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It was the gods themselves, like just giving me slight urges not to to look at the time. So I literally did not know how long this video was, what happened. And I watched the entire set front to back and it was, uh, it fucking hit. It yeah. hit like I, the the whole thing. I mean, I definitely want to see some of the gameplay. I've, I've been trying to catch up. Like I watched Mango HBox. I actually watched their, their set in pools, pools. on yeah, Mango. Friday. Yeah, Mango. That was that, well. That's the crazy thing. Mango wasn't playing well up until it was a shit set. The first club. one. Yeah, it was a really shitty set. And Mango, then, I th- didn't turn up until he had to play pup plup for the second time. He like all of Mango sets were pretty god awful. So wh- what was the order? He he played Moki and then none, right? Moki none. Was it yeah, Cody? It was... Then plup or plup then Cody? I think, well, Plup was losers semis, so it had to be 
Cody, Cody. It was it was yeah, it was is Moki Nun Cody Plup H Box Zane. Zane. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's incredible, dude. And I think um kind of zooming out a little bit, right? Because this is this is not something we talk about a lot. Like as our spectators, some it's ninety nine point nine percent of players are spectators on those. Um, but there's something really rejuvenating about it, and especially seeing everyone um, on Twitter and on group chats and like just whenever Mango wins, it's something special. Mm-hmm. But this one felt. I don't know. This was another level, I think, from yeah. like the the shockwaves that it sent out. Just everything around it fully delivering um, is kind of rare. A tournament giving the full, like, the, the bracket was sick. The production value was sick. The context, the context. I mean, fuck, the first big IRL tournament. Yeah. Um, and just across the board, dude. Prime Hbox being back pretty oh, much. Oh, dude, Hbox playing good again felt so good. I never thought I wanted to see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad he didn't win too. It was perfect, but he was playing no, so no, it good. Was perfect. He couldn't have won. It would have been too no. sad. Yeah, yeah, that would have been like I did not uh, want to see that pop off. To to Well, that's the thing. I was I was happy just to see Mango Zane cuz that was a spoiler too. I'm like, what's Grants? Yeah. Oh, Mango Zane. Oh, that's fucking sick. All right. Yeah, yeah. So dude, him versus Plop in loser semi. I watched that set. Ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Mag- I mean, okay, I'm just it, we don't even need to talk about it. But Mago's the goat, dude. <laughs> like, there's no like Armada can hold that L, can be like no both best of time bullshit. Yeah, real talk. Like Armada's probably one of the most like like accoladed winning players of all time for sure. But that doesn't make you the goat, you yeah. know? Like yeah. When Armada wins, people don't cry, okay? People don't cheer. People don't <laughs> buy beer. People aren't hungover the next day. People don't, like, talk about it on Twitter for, like, three fucking days. Yep. Like, that, like, like to be the GOAT, it needs to, like, transcend, like, just winning a major. And, like, Armada can have a better record than Mango and all that, but... Mango's the goat, and also the longevity, right? Like Mango, I was I was reading the melee stats, uh, melee uh, Monday, I think it's like morning Monday melee or something like the Monday morning Marth, Monday morning Marth. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Mango's been winning for over a decade. That's ridiculous. Like across so many, like each new like quote unquote best player in the world. There's there's just no way around that longevity. Yeah. So Armada can fucking hold it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, coming in hot. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I saw there's a, a moment going around on Twitter, or was it Reddit? I think it was Reddit from uh, an Hbox stream where it was like a moment between them where Hbox was like. Hey bro, just want to let you know. You know, like fist bumps him. He's like, I'm ready to call you the goat. And Mango hugs him. He's like, that's the nicest thing you ever said to me. Want to get oh, drunk? Oh really? Let's go, let's go get drunk. Let's go get fucked up. Yeah. Oh, you have to say that to me. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, shoot you that way. It was nice. It was cool and and just um, ah, shit, man. That what what a summit to go to. We actually have a uh, a interview today with Nick yeah. Mingling. 
That's exciting. So I'm really excited for that. Me, I, I need you, Will, to send me questions you want to hear because I want to make sure I'm not missing this opportunity. He's fresh off of Summit. Freaking fresh off of it. So there's definitely a lot of a lot of things we could ask him and you know, it's it's cool to uh to hear all the inside scoop shit. I'm talking to Toussaint when he came back for the first time and just like him processing all of it because it's so much like there's a full media day and then you like are in the one of the biggest brackets in the world with all the best players and you get hammered all the time and just well for cool. two also it was like more of a mental battle than than anything else which is which which was really tough for for two i think i mean that's the interesting thing about irl is it was interesting to see how many players kind of struggled with it like you know versus like it was just felt at home there you know like hbox felt at home like mango lsd looked really good mango felt good once he remembered it zane didn't really have a problem plub looked like a fucking madman yeah nice take the whole tournament Mm -hmm. plub cody dude i I didn't see that say yet plub plub whooped him whooped wow unfortunately uh yeah no it was crazy and like some players like two saint moki Especially like just a lot of pressure. S Fat, right? S Fat looked kind of nerf IRL, but you know it's the first one back, so this is just like initial things. This isn't like any anything to read into, you know? Agreed. But I think, yeah, back to Mango though. I wanted to say, uh, I, okay, this might sound really funny, but watching Mango and like trying to incorporate what he's been doing, like I, I've rewatched those sets like two three times at the very least i'm like hitting up rishi i think we're gonna like watch and do a little bit of like looking at his like dash dance specifically and like the way he moves and stuff like that because we're both trying to work at it and and i'm gonna do like another vod analysis with a friend of like the mango sets today but it's like interesting because it's really funny that i figured like I, i don't know i feel like once mango wins everyone wants to be like mango and and I think that's like part of the mango effect, you know. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, but I I'm interested in your your tact. I've never yeah. I've never heard of someone actually analyzing the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I still need to like do a lot more analysis, but from my initial analysis, like, I mean, Mango's just so smart, and like the choices and risk rewards and the spacing he takes with his like wave dashes and stuff like that are are really good. And, like, you can easily, easily, like, steal what he does, and you just have to, like, learn how to incorporate them better in, in into your tool set. But I think that, like, what's been really interesting as I've been working on, on my Fox as well after talking with Zamu is, like, I was, like, I, I find myself being, like, okay, Mango does this, like, I'll try that, or, like, Mango does this. And then I kind of had to, like, slow myself down and be, like, all right, like, like, you're not like mango which sounds like a really obvious thing but you can definitely steal from him and i think there's like that balance because like i feel like even like a lot of falco mains like one of the memes on monday like was like falco players like wanting to play fox for like you know the rest of the week and then going back to falco afterwards right but like i i don't know I think that, like, I finally, I don't know, something about that win, I kind of get now what when, like, you see, like, players like Kobe Bryant, like, when they get compared to Michael Jordan, they're like, yeah, like, Michael's Michael, uh, I'm, you know, I'm Kobe, you know, there's really no, no comparison outside of, like, that we play basketball, you know, 
it's so popularized in soccer too like oh this person is the next aguero this person's the next messi you know like it's it's hard not to draw comparisons in in sports and and dream to be like that at sometimes but i think like the best players don't try to be like other players which sounds really obvious but i don't know something clicked for sure and so i've been just telling myself like as i've been analyzing mango it's like you know like don't kid yourself you're very very fucking far from being mango and you'll never be like that but you can definitely steal steal some shit from him yeah and so i've been kind of thinking about it like that way um i would circle back to my last advice i gave you um and combine the two cuz i think i think watching a mango set with <laughs> a psychedelic drug mm-hmm. is its own like spiritual experience i think what was the set i watched at big house it was definitely because it was irl that it was special so i'm i'm half joking here but um there's almost a a way to uh to absorb that in in a way that's kind of different but it, it just kind of it, it's in a way that you're saying stealing and that's 100 percent true like the techniques he pulls out that he i'm assuming makes up on the spot or does very like just intuitively yeah um, they're fine techniques to steal because his execution is good and he's using them as mix-ups and getting openings and blah 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 like that is one part of it but there's also the mango effect like you said that you can't replicate which is the fact that he came back to O and started making Mm -hmm. zane feel like he didn't know what the hell was going on making playing zane feel lost and worse play worse which you know it's not like he completely crumbled obviously it was a great game 10 but like zane did not play a hundred percent that's that's what mango does right is he kind of opens you up and makes you not really know what the next hit's going to look like mm-hmm. yeah. um so so i think part of it too is like okay what's your version of that that fit into the skills you've developed and the way you've trained at the game because mango trained by just playing non-stop his training partners and really good players right like he doesn't do and that he does some analysis but he doesn't like grind doesn't do solo practice you know um in the same way that you do right and and that's just kind of the truth of it so i'm i'm definitely interested what your final takeaways will be after you've gone through the full process of analysis um it's definitely going to be positive and i think it's just a hundred percent the right move because god damn it dude how the fuck did he win on fd twice like i feel like yeah ugh. i mean let's be honest though i mean like the fd thing i get like but i think it's actually my my funny thing is like twice on fd is cool but just winning two sets against zane is like even crazier in my head Insane. it's not like zane's bad on any other stages like everyone's kind of i and and for good reason everyone's focusing on fd twice but like dude he won on battlefield like he won on like whatever it's hard to just win any set on zane yep yeah that's a mango dude he pulled it off yeah i mean and and that's the thing is right like he's he's not playing like anyone else so i think it's it sounds obvious but i kind of finally understand now what what that means even if i'm like nowhere close but i think people just try to replicate players for sure a lot of the time too yeah either consciously or not you know it's uh it's something that impressive i know i'm i've been 
thinking about that set a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. thinking about it every time I load up the game. Um, and then we'll see how long that kind of resonates for, probably until the next tournament. Um, definitely for for a few weeks, but there's definitely uh, good tournaments coming up. Galint this weekend. Yeah. Um, there's the online era is not officially like closed. It's just the online exclusive era, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it it's not going to close, but I think I just hope it stays competitive. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. So like, I I still hope that we'll see like other players in bracket and stuff like that. Like yesterday, TMT. It was good to see like Blues Clues and Lucky and and BBB and and those players playing in bracket. So I think that was good. Yeah, I think it will. As long as there's some stakes, um, ranked is something that I don't want to talk about now, but oh shit, that is that is still on the agenda as far as I know. So eventually there will be a, a new content farm set up in the Melee sphere, um, mm-hmm. and that's going to be entirely online. And uh, yeah, it's like we're coming out of the stronger because Slippy didn't exist pre-COVID. It, it's kind of wild. Um I don't think there's going to be any downside or or I think it's going to be net positive no matter what. Certainly, it's not going to be – nothing's 100% positive. But I think it's going to end up um, improving gameplay across the board. I think people are going to learn to adapt and, and understand how long they need to get back into a CRT zone. Yeah. If it's a day or if it's an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Because delay-based was so different. This is really not that different um, in terms of adaptation. So, yeah, there's a lot to, to talk into um, on that front. I want to make sure we're covering all of our bases here before we uh, before we close out and vibe out a little bit. We have uh, 20 more minutes max. Yeah, 20 more minutes max, though. I'm down to fit a few games in for sure. A, a few games? A few games in. Yeah. Well, let's, let's make sure we're uh, – I'm down. I'm done. But let's make sure we're, we're touching all the topics. I think – uh, summit was the big one or the summit big one was the big, big one summit and the big one <laughs> were the big ones yeah um i think like for for me the only thing is like the the zamu set in particular i'm like yep. or the zamu like beating that i got over the weekend was really good because like we i asked a bunch of questions i think i like had like seven questions and he wrote like several paragraphs on each of them but it was really helpful I think that like I'm Zamu is going to be big. Like like yep. like we should we should do a 1v1 with Zamu because he's going to break out and we're we will fucking call it again. <laughs> but um overall yeah, I think like that that's been super helpful playing. I played with Beerman yesterday actually and and I played probably the best I've done in neutral especially against Beerman because of like the Zamu stuff already which I was trying to do with you as well so um yeah I think that's it I mean oh yeah we played yeah we did play we got a good hour and a half session in yesterday. yeah that was that was a fun session that um was a tough session for sure yeah it was good gameplay I think uh some of the things I noticed in that was one of the longer sessions um i usually do online because I, I haven't been doing deliberate practice for a while now but i've been you know keeping up on on ranked kind of just moving around mostly keeping keeping sharp um and yeah i think i think the big thing is is i could feel in the flow for a good 
five to seven games, win or lose, I feel good about the games. And then sometimes, particularly online, I, I talked to you about this after, um, sometimes if I lose a little bit of steam, it feels hard to connect with the person I'm playing with and be like, hey, I need a break. Or I know mm-hmm. I can ask it. I know you you would be like, yeah, sure. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, but there's just something a little... Uh, a little because because there's no um tournament reason to ever play more than seven games right so it's like it's kind of just the sprintiness of maybe what i'm used to or, or what my like you know the bell curve of you know a little yeah a little before and not too much it's uh mm-hmm. it's a little bit of that so yeah just kind of figuring that out for next time like if even if it's just a hard rule that i have on myself i figure out 45 minutes on 10 minutes off something yeah. like that um, I think that would that would do really well because then we have two strong sessions rather than one that's like takes a few to get going, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least with me, you can always just remember that I'm I'm playing, I'm playing to to make the person say I need a break first. Yeah, you also have a box. No, no, but it's it's more of a mental thing. Maybe, so. maybe, but it's also. I don't think it's a... I mean, a hand thing for sure. It's also but like, not an important skill, in my opinion. A long session. So? When will that ever be relevant in a what tournament? Well, I mean, just to be able to get used to like making adaptations and stuff like that. Right, but an adaptation in a seven-game set is never going to happen. Yeah, but to be but to be able to build the framework of making an adaptation, it's not going to happen in two or three games when you're not used to it. No, but so what does what does a break do to what does a small break in between have anything to do with that? Like, I get well, here's my point. I'm curious what your motivation is for wanting that. Is it truly? Is it an ego thing? Do you like the feeling, or is it good for you as a competitor? And or are you a break? No, or... that that attitude of I want to make this person quit before me. What is what is that in you? Te- uh, what's telling you there? Oh, because I well, a few reasons. Like, of course, I like the feeling for sure. But like the other thing is like, I've definitely been the one who has been on the other side of that. Like I play, you know, if I play beer man or, or another really strong player and I'll be like, OK, I need a break right now. It's because, like, at some point, like, eventually after a long session, you run out of ideas. You're kind of not really, like, thinking or watching the screen that much. And it's not like, you know, it's not like it's, like, it's still worth it because it's, like, even if a tournament is, like, two or three games, you know, sometimes you're in that tournament for, like, you know, 10 games straight. So, like, you have to, like, kind of hit a flow regardless. It's not like they stand alone. But I think the biggest... uh thing is just like you need a refresher like you ran out of ideas you kind of need to like go back to the drawing board and and sometimes just taking like a five to ten minute break lets you kind of like see the game in like a little bit less of a strained way because like when you're playing against strong people it's like yeah that makes sense like it's it's tough right and it's very mentally draining and so you do need like kind of a reset to be able to like kind of find your center and and do the game plan because I think it's so easy to like deviate from one's game plan over like a 45 minute hour session. You know, you're practically just like, you have stuff in your mind, like, Oh, he's just running up and up smashing me type of thing. Or like, Oh, all he's doing is like staying on the side platform or like, Oh, he's just punishing me for every hit. I got to like hit as hard as him, you know? 
And so it's easy to deviate from that. The reason why I like pushing people to say that they do it is because it's like a... It's kind of like a test, you know, for me, I like seeing how long I can go keeping, keeping the pressure on like that too. Mm. And that's good practice in itself. But I'll be the first one to admit that like, especially with like beer man and, and those players that know about it, like we kind of play for the break, you know, to get the other person to be like, all right, like I gotta, I gotta reset, you know, right. and it's like, and that's just fun. You know, it just makes it a little bit more competitive there's like not a lot of like bragging rights to it at all you know it's more of like ah good shit all right like i need a break because right. you're fucking me up no i've been on i've been on the other side of that too um i think i think there's a bit of a uh you know if you're if you're let's say you're arm wrestling someone and you're just not tired yet like you don't need a break yet if you're just mm -hmm. beating them over and over if it's if it's just not a, a close enough contestment of of energy then there's that sort of like all right i wasn't ready for break i guess you need a break um so that's part of it i think having a firm rule for me sometimes i don't know i need a break until it gets like just worse like the melee just gets worse and yeah and, and that i guess what I'm, I'm thinking is what is the um benefit of pushing pushing those limits of endurance and longevity in in this game or is it better to optimize for every time the game is played it is at that top level of consistency because yeah every 45 minutes sometimes it's just about like breathing for three minutes or stretching or standing up and getting some blood moving um that's a big s fat thing right is he mm -hmm. has that trampoline right next to him when he when he streams yeah. and he goes for walks and the run before bracket for you so, you know, what, what's the better, and I don't know, but what is the better habit to build trying to play often through those hurdles, those, those kind of, um, mental lactic acids that build up, mm -hmm. or is it good to establish the habit of like, all right, 45 minutes I was playing. Let me just like walk around. Let me grab a little sip of water. Let me use the bathroom. Then I think it's, come it's back. a balance. It's a balance, especially because we play spaces, right? You want to be able to have that endurance, but it's pointless if you're not playing well either. I think it's also a good ego check to admit that you need a break too, you know, because you're playing bad. Like to realize that you're playing bad and to realize the only answer is to take a break and not push through it is good practice also mental wise. I, but well, I guess we're talking on the margins here. I agree with you, but your phrasing is what I disagree with. Okay. Like. I guess the, what I'm saying is before I start noticing it in my gameplay, mm -hmm. because before I notice it in my gameplay, the gameplay is going to suffer. It's going to hit yeah. a few games. And so recognizing the early signs, like when it first starts to slip and it's not going to get any better by pushing through, yeah. that that's the interesting, like, what is that? And, and can it be something that can be timed out ahead of time? Or is it just, I need a little break. I feel my body. I need a little sip of water and I need to use the bathroom. All right. Meet you in five. Cool. Eat some almonds. Fucking stand up. Vibe yeah, check with I mean, everyone around you and then come back and start grinding again. Yeah. I mean, I think that's different for everyone. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, I think there is no right answer. Right answer for it. Yep. It's just that that's the new metagame here. 
and just just closing thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting real comfortable, and uh, I hope the recording doesn't pick up too much of my eating. But we're we're talking here at eleven. <laughs> Your boy mm -hmm. went to a a weed bar yesterday for his birthday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, some of the hunger is still over, but going to close it out. I am super excited for IRL to come back. We had a send off with big one that we were a huge part of the sign off to the online only era. Then, I mean, summit was incredible. And then Genesis eight was announced, which I assume you have to be going to. I already read. Yeah. yeah. I I'm in there. It's it's gonna be interesting. I'm a little bit nervous. It's the start of the the 2022 campaign. Yep. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. But you know, nothing I can do about it. Just except for keep playing. Keep playing. Keep talking about it. It'll be sneaking up on us. But it's in uh, was that five months? Yeah. So we'll we'll keep our eyes on the prize. Uh, any closing thoughts? I mean, we're gonna be talking soon. So. Um. I think that's it. Let's see. We're doing, yeah, we got some interviews coming up, right? You're doing Yingling, Toussaint Moki, hopefully. I got the Calvar and JFlex coming up. Yeah, no, that's about it, honestly. We came out a little bit leveled up, a little bit in that Super Saiyan. We, we could kind of hit Super Saiyan for a little longer now, I think. Yeah. Um, Let's get it, man. I gotta catch up on work, though. I gotta, I gotta get to work. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. But we'll talk soon, oh, buddy. Man. Yeah, we'll talk soon for sure.